0: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when balancing life, I have to say, nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it. However, you choose. That's Stay Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, Stay Farm is there. This is he said. Ella dijo with Eric Winter and Rosalind
4: Sanchez.
3: Here we are, episode two,
4: hey, episode two of season two. How are you, Eric?
3: I'm uh, I'm hanging in. It was uh, hanging in. It was a challenging weekend with our, our daughter's. i uh, will just jump right into it. Tennis tournament. <laughs> I think we. <laughs> we uh, no, but
4: before before we go we get into that before I, we get into that let me tell you something on my mind i have i have i know but i have to ask you something last night and this is a true story eric was uh he was shooting he was working and Sibeli's taking a, a shower i'm in her bed right doing some work and she says from the shower mom um can i ask you a question i said of course what's happening baby and she goes um can i be in your podcast i'm like what do you mean she wants to come to the podcast as a guest. And then she's asking me if she can talk about whatever she wants to talk about. And I said, of course, you know, we, we, we have a theme, uh, a topic, and then we elaborate. So what is your, your theme? And then she went on and on, Eric, about how she wants to talk about sisterhood and how she feels about Dylan's um, intrusion into her life. Great. <laughs> because she doesn't feel like she's number one anymore. and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to have her actually, uh, we're going to invite our daughter, Sabella, at some point. So she can open up, and we can have a little therapy session, and we're going to make it cute and fun. It's not going to be anything heavy, but how do, you feel, how do you feel about that, that your daughter wants to be part of, he said, ella dijo. Anxious. Why?
3: Because sometimes she needs a filter more than you need a filter. <laughs> She's going to say a lot of things. You think so? I mean, she Isn't does a great girl. all the time. She's a great girl, but she doesn't have a filter.
4: Um, but it'll be fun. It'll be, we might I learn can't something. believe we're going
3: to have a therapy session with our daughter about her brother. Oh, gosh.
4: It'll be awesome. Do you guys want to hear? Being a
3: parent is exhausting.
4: It's, listen. I we love have, it.
3: It's a, my favorite thing in the world, but it is exhausting.
4: And do you know what, what I think happened? And I think her main thing is, and she's she she doesn't know what she's talking about, but she is basically saying that, first of all, she wanted a little sister. That's what she wanted. And then she got Dylan, a boy, and she is still dealing with that. And I think the age difference, because she is nine and he's only three, there's a big uh, separation. Um... She's having a hard time, but I, I don't know. You know what? I'm not, I'm, Sabella, I'm gonna give you the space and the platform to come into. He said, Ella dijo, and speak your truth. Are you comfortable? You're comfortable. I right? got no choice. Should we bring a therapist just to be able to meet a therapist is for
3: me. Um, you know,
4: I think we need a therapist for you when she starts opening her mouth. Oh, gosh. You know, at the beginning, um, not at the beginning, but we were very open um, showing our kids. Um, all over social media, like Instagram. I even had Sabella doing a whole thing about baking because she loves baking. And she was doing these beautiful videos that will get more hits than any video I have ever done. People love Little Sebi. And then, at some point, we... I don't know what it what happened. That We're like, you know what? Eh, we're going to stop. We're going to stop exposing them as much. Yeah, I why, don't know. Why, it, why did you do that?
3: Why did I do it? it was, you didn't want to do it. I know, it. but I'm asking why did you, you do you You're do the it. one that posts all the time. But why did um, you do it? No, I think it was... <laughs> You know, I love I, I love sharing our lives with with our fans and in the world. But I mm-hmm. guess there was some point where we just kind of felt like we want to make sure everything that's being sent out into the webiverse, whatever it's called, <laughs> is received and given kind and beautiful thoughts. And I don't know, you're the one that got me all in my head about energies and people casting energies and if I a bad believe, thing I believe I, be, thing I and, believe
4: in foofoos and things like that. And then at some point, I was like, you know what? There's such so a many- foofu,
3: Just the whole term sounds ridiculous.
4: A but, foofoo. But listen se is so protected con la llama violeta la llama violeta la llama rosa la llama verde she's so protected okay, you sound like you're going and off we of... are believers and our kids are protected.
3: you just went off the rails right now
4: no I'm just telling you something okay. so <laughs> I, but I, but I do believe that um, you know there's a lot of people and for the most part all the comments are beautiful and people appreciate um, our kids and I think we are um, our fans and our colleagues and our friends and our family they they love um, they love seeing them and they love being part of their upbringing and seeing them grow. It's just
3: scary. I understand it's why just, a lot but, of but people. But there's
4: a couple of people that you always know. You don't know what they're wishing on you because there's so much jealousy and and stuff. The world can be so shitty that you just go, oh my god. Uh, are we doing the right thing we have friends that are completely against it and 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 protect their kids like they are freaking uh, julia roberts kids we have friends that
3: that post everything and we have friends that will never post a picture and
4: then we have friends that are completely open and with me it's like you know how difficult it was to conceive these kids you know we we would spend years and 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 i just i'm so proud of them and i love them so much and they're so cool and they're so awesome that I, i want the I want the world to see them, but I do understand that you have to be private with some things and then fufus. Fufu!
3: <laughs> okay, can, we, can, we, can we shift topic for a quick second? Yeah. I, I want to talk about the nightmare of the tennis tournament.
4: That, <inaudible> that we're we're
3: trying to protect her, and yet we're <inaudible> the ones that are... What are you saying? Go,
4: go, go. What are you saying? <inaudible> what, what does that mean? What does that mean? Nothing. I'm just saying that they're protected. Keep going.
3: Okay. Oh, my God. Protected until we go show up at a tennis tournament and embarrass the hell out of her. She's not protected from our, from us, from her own parents. So that's your problem. No, you were just as bad. No, that, she said, no, "Mom, guys, don't talk to me a bunch of times, guys, and you still want to, talk to." me. Bella had
4: a tennis tournament, right? This is how crazy we are. Yo, we need we need freaking therapy. You know, she doesn't. We no, need this. Let me, was let, 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 let me tell you something. No, I'm, now, a, no, let me say something, guys. So she is competing. Against girls now that are, are at, a, at a high level, you know, are right, really good and they're Russian. And you know, this well, not, they're not all and,
3: Russian. But, but but we're lot. talking about Russians. right? No, no, no but uh, yeah, have to preface this. That she's competing at a level with girls that are all very good at her level or better. But you were obsessed all about types. telling no, her the Russians I, were no. so good.
4: Stop. One second. That's what happened.
3: No, 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 no. I'm the one that runs the whole tennis thing. She just jumps in and then gets all muddled. So, okay. are you what, it's you, true. I run the tennis life. You better
4: apologize
3: right We're going to run the whole thing. Got, no, I run yeah. her tennis life. For I'm for the tennis. one that you come in and you're like, no. because so <laughs> I have a
4: better eye than you. That's oh why. my God. Anyway, you you run
3: going. dance and piano. Not anymore. She doesn't run those exactly. anymore. Well, okay. So there you go. <laughs> she ran dance. She ran piano. What are the two things that Bella doesn't want to do anymore? Dance and piano. Wow. <laughs> so I, wow. I deal with tennis. Okay. Anyways, what happened was, is a. A list, you know, the brackets for the tournament came in, and I was like, I noticed a name, and I was like, oh, wow, Sebi's gonna play this girl who we've all seen, who's a Russian girl, who's phenomenal, really good. And Sebi's always been really nervous okay, about her.
4: No, and then did we it's not wrong? that they're all
3: Russian, they're all just okay. great. No, and so what joking, happened was, is I tried to give her a nice pep talk <laughs> first, and I was like, Sebi, you gotta shake it off. You gotta just push against okay. your fear. You gotta work hard. And I tried to get, you know, very yes. positive. And I said, you know what, Sebi, let me show you something that's really great, right? And we were talking, she always knows the song Eye of the Tiger, and she knows. Rocky, but she's never seen Rocky. And I was like, "Sebi, you got to watch this clip of Rocky. Rocky fighting Drago, and it was the biggest thing. It was the American against the Russian, and it was this powerful match. And I was like, you know what?
4: Let me the the day before the tournament, it was the whole discussion. The entire day was about how this Russian girl is so good, so good. She's so good, not to that level. Guys, trust to that level. Even the day of the tournament, it was like the Russian is no." Anyway, it wasn't that she's good. The point I just is said that was comical, head. but we 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 made her getting her head because if instead of like playing it cool, it was all about this girl. Anyways, so we're playing her the day before the tournament during breakfast and lunch. We're playing her clips of Rocky, 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 Rocky We traumatized her. We We Drago Drago? We,
3: Drago. Drago. we we traumatized her, but it was we got we both got so into it. And we were like, yeah, look at this. And like, we both love Rocky. And we we're like, Sammy, look so at awful. the Russians on the ropes. Oh, look at, <laughs> look at Rocky's on the ropes. And we were like going back and forth. I was like, Semi, you can do anything if you put your mind to it. And God bless her. We sent her into that tournament with so much stress. But then the crazy thing was, is it was literally like, the Rocky Drago fight. Like she battled this girl who on paper would be better than her. She literally came down to To one one point point point. for Sabella to win. And Sabella would have been considered the underdog. And unfortunately the nerves got the best of her and she lost and that match and the day kind of went up and down and she got very frustrated after that Mm -hmm. loss. Had she won, I think the day would have gone a little different. She still came in third, which was great um, for her first, you know, big tournament. And at the end of the day we learned a lesson is we need to chill out. Um, big we, time. L- we were so Because we were like yelling it. on the sidelines. We're cheering okay, around. Okay, guys' caused pressure. So this
4: tennis, and I think we've talked about this before, this tennis, um, thing, the parents are required to be quiet, you know, and I have a big issue with this. I don't even know if I can continue going because it is the most annoying. And I think, I know they think we are annoying because we, we are. are very emotional and we're clapping and it's uncalled for because nobody's doing that. And every time Sibella makes a point, we're like, yeah, and then all the parents are like mortified. But well, this, this is how the freaking tournament started. You were not there. I'm with my, my, my nanny and her husband, Mario. So we are walking towards the court where she's playing, right? The mom of the Russian is there. Then we find, find <laughs> out so that she's a, she was an ex tennis player. She was a pro. She, she was a, pro, and she that's was her a coach. pro. So now we're freaking out because now the mom is a pro. But, anyways, so she had, there's two umbrellas. She's sitting down using both umbrellas, big umbrellas. It's super sunny. So Mario tells her, excuse me, can we, we're going to take one umbrella uh, because so we can use one. And she goes, well, with that, that's why I sat here, so I can use both.
3: Oh, I didn't know that happened. Oh, boy. Oh, my no, God. You don't understand. I remember you guys saying you have no idea what already happened.
4: You don't understand. So I was like, um, well, I'm assuming this is a public place and there's two umbrellas, so we're taking one. I was so mad. Guys. Oh, that
3: that all happened before I yeah, walked over. Dude. Oh, I was getting her checked in. Yeah. So oh, she wow. got
4: all really weird. Started like texting somebody, like 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 huffing. And I'm going, oh my god, I'm shaking now. Going, what is going on? That's a horrible way so to start. So a horrible way to start. So Mario, moved the umbrella. Then then she started moving her chair, but it was stuck, and she couldn't move it. So Mario's trying to help her. Oh my god. She's not being very kind. Listen, I'm gonna give her a pass. We're all parents. We're all nervous. As a as a pro tennis player, when you have yeah. your kid that has so much potential, but she's that, probably freaking that's out. That's not even about
3: tennis. It. That's just etiquette. That's but, just but being but a nice all person. These parents, that, I remember absurd. there
4: was two other parents that I'm walking by and I, I have to look away because I'm so nervous and I'm joking, say I am just gonna have to look, uh, walk away because I can't even look anymore. As a laugh, and I started laughing, they looked at me so serious and I was well, like, I, I'm I, not cut out for this. I've this gotten into- bullshit of like this whole tennis, you you can coach your kid and you need to be quiet, and all these parents acting like freaking robots. In. I've
3: gotten into three or four arguments I with can. the parents, but we,
4: we need to stop. We, no, we
3: No, no, no. We. Uh, <clears throat> this is going to definitely stop. She has another tournament coming up. We need to chill the hell out. I can go. Um, I can we go. just need to let her play. And but
4: anyways, if any of these parents like uh, listen to, he said, um we love you. We love Russia. We love you guys. <laughs> we we think your kids are incredible tennis players, and we this are." This was gonna, not a hate on Russia. It wasn't. This is no, just, we love. I think be, you guys are incredible when it comes to sports and ballet, and you know I'm a. Sabela wanted to be, I want her to be a ballet dancer and go to Russia and that's not going to happen anymore. Anyways, but so next time we promise that we're going to be really good at the tournament. I'm going to put my, my hat, my glasses. I'm going to be quiet. It'll today. never happen. No, Ra- Ra-
3: Sabella literally says, mom, stop talking to me. And she goes, Sabella, do, mom, <laughs> stop talking to me. <sighs> Sabela, <laughs> d- d- Roz, just like, stop talking I to her. Hey, so.
4: Anyways, we have an incredible her. guest, Selenice Leva. She's a mom of a daughter. Um, beautiful I'm a huge fan of Selene's, and she has so much to tell us that is compelling and important and I'm so excited
3: she's awesome she's awesome stay tuned
4: there are some
0: things that are too good to keep a secret like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
5: I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi. I'm Freddie Prinze Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the My Cultura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts
4: guys so we are back with a very special guest for me selenice Leiva. i'm a huge fan of selenice she knows it um
3: incredibly talented
4: incredibly talented and we are so honored that she said yes and she is here to talk to us about about her her life her career her plans um her book her new show and all that so selenice (laughs) <laughs> hello wow. How Mama Linda. <laughs> Muy bien. hello hello oh my god thank you you know what Selene? i remember i think this the first time i met you in person i don't know if you remember i think it was at this um event what was like a yes. hispanic no actually it was a vanidades thing that i was hosting i think it was it was like a gala it i was a it was gala. definitely some event or something yes in new york and I was such a huge fan, and you were so lovely and and so nice. And I don't, I think I, I went to you, right? And I was like, Oh my god! Yeah, you did. Yes. Yeah, you you walked over, and she's fangirling over me, and I was frozen fangirling
6: over her. I was like, Wait, she knows who I am. Wait, oh my two god. actresses
3: actually got along in this business.
6: Uh, two actresses are
3: yeah. are friends.
6: <laughs> yeah, imagine that, you know, I th- I have to say that that Rosalind has been one of the most um lovely people that that graciously opened her arms. You know, that's not always the case, as you joke, but it's not always the case, unfortunately. True. And even in the Latina community where you would think that we were all like, yay, welcome aboard. I think there's like the crab in the barrel feeling of like, oh, no, there's another one. I know, you know, know. <laughs> and. So she's been lovely like Lisa Vidal is another oh, person who yes. I just feel is always so giving yes. and supportive. So there's a couple of really good ones out there. So I agree. I, I thank you because I remember that moment like it was yesterday. You walked over and I was like, oh my God,
4: she's walking <laughs> that, over here. That is so Oh my sweet. God, and she's also stunning. What oh. the hell is happening? Oh my <laughs> God, you're too sweet. Thank you so much. So, Selenice, oyeme, vamos a empezar from the beginning, okay? Because for people sí. that don't really know the entire journey, you grew up in the Bronx. When did you start acting? Is this something that you were a kid, a teenager, already in college? When did the vein started um, itching
6: (laughs) I got the bug right I I think early on and I didn't know how what it was or you know I just knew that telenovelas were always constantly playing in my house Mm -hmm. like Spanish soap operas right so I would watch that with my mother and my father and they would kick me out the room when it got steamy (laughs) but I just I was like always like fascinated by facial expression and and how people got I I was fascinated by it I don't know what it was and And I would go back to my room and I would reenact the scenes that I had just saw and, and seen. And, and suddenly I was like, I'm going to be an actress. That was my big announcement to the family. I'm going to act and I'm going to go to the fame school. Wow. Um, And um, I ended up going to the fame school. Did your family
3: Uh, think you were, uh, I mean, I know like when I got into that process with my family, it was like, you're going to do what you're not going to do, (laughs) you know, X, Y, and Z Your typical path in college or whatever. Were they super supportive or they were just kind of like, okay.
6: I think it was more like, okay, (laughs) sure. You know, and then, you know, I stayed with it. And my brothers would always say, you're so weird. You're (laughs) so weird. And, and, you know, the, the good thing is that later on in life, when they're enjoying, you know, um, great season tickets for baseball games yep. and, and, you know, football game. I'm like, I'm so weird. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> that is so but, awesome. but it started early. It started early and I didn't really know how to articulate it until I got a little older, maybe about um, maybe 12 Thirteen, where I was like, I'm going to go to Laguardia High School. Wow. That is going to be the high school that I'm going to go to, and um and I didn't know anything about auditions. It was my very first audition, uh, and uh, I got in, um, and and the rest is history. That's yeah. fantastic.
4: What would you think is your your first big, like, gig? You know that you went. Oh my God, this was life changing. Life changing,
6: well, you know, aside from Orange is the New Black, there really was like, you know, I love how everyone's like, oh, overnight success. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it took 20 years. Exactly. You know, but I think for me, like the first time I was ever on a set, part of something real was Taina um Lisa's little sister
4: with with Christina yeah with Christina yeah and
6: uh and Lisa Lisa so I I was able to do that and that was the first time it wasn't just a gig like I wasn't just like coming on to do a scene or two Mm -hmm. and then leaving that was the first time that I was part of a show I got fired no I got they wrote me out
4: season two why why do you think that happened
6: I think that they did not know what to do. You know, okay. it's like uh, the show kind of went in another direction where they took, I think, the family unit. They condensed it a little bit. Um, and then, unfortunately, they canceled the show after the second season. But I didn't do the second season. And I knew, you know how we all, we as actors, you know, when they are developing your character. Mm-hmm. And when there's life and when you're just like, nah, this is not going to work out. And I just felt like this wasn't going to work out.
3: But let me tell you that even, and and for our listeners who maybe don't know this, it's like, no matter how it goes, it is the worst experience. And maybe it wasn't for you, but I think for a lot of actors, when that moment happens and you're just like, wow, they're not going in the direction I had hoped or I'm being taken out of this. It just shows the struggles and the grind of what it takes to actually live out this dream of being an actor or actress.
6: Yeah. It's horrific when Mm -hmm. you get because you take it so personal. That's the problem. You're you're like, it's about me. It wasn't I didn't do enough. And looking back, I said, no, I did my job. I showed up and I hit my mark and I was funny when I needed to be funny. But there wasn't any the 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 show itself wasn't going to either survive or not with my character being there or not. You know what I mean? It was like one of those things where it just, it didn't really make much
4: sense for them to keep another yeah. actor on board. It, but yeah, it, was, was it was, it was hard. Yep. Like I, I it remember that, so I, it's interesting because years ago, I think I was starting with Eric. I got my first, lead on a on a TV series right something that I have worked my entire life you know, to be <laughs> finally you know to be to have that shot um and I got it I thought this was this is it you know I wanted it so badly it was interesting because um everybody kept calling me saying Ross did, did you read this pilot this is you this mm. is you And you gonna get an offer I'm going they don't even want to see me they don't want an accent so what do you mean? This is you. I'm going, I understand, but they don't even want to see me. So of course I got obsessed with it. Because now the more right. you tell me, no, now I really want it, right? <laughs> so I said, if I have to fight for it, I'm gonna fight for it. Right. And I went in, I tested, I got it. I thought, oh my god, this is it. I know I'm gonna kill it. I understand these characters so well. We do mm-hmm. the freaking table read, Selinese, and then let me go. Oh to my this god. day, after I tested, they know me, right? I've been doing this for 20 something years. To this day, mm. I still struggle with that moment because it was, yeah. it was so brutal. And those are the things that people, you know, that there are people that are not, that are not actors, you know, that that, yeah. that are not part of this business. They don't understand yeah. their heartbreak. How can a little moment like that, because of somebody's issue with yes. your accent or the way you look or whatever direction they want to go yes. to, to give you the job and then take it away with yes. just an email, basically. You know, awful. it is awful and it is brutal. And the, the, those are moments that mark you for life. Listen, it made me stronger. And yeah. I, I sometimes I laugh about it because all the people around the regime that was part of the network, there uh, nobody's around anymore, and here I am yeah. doing fricking. <laughs> exactly, isn't that? That's also one of those moments where I was like,
6: "Well, look at me now." Exactly. You know what I mean? exactly. Yeah, but it's horrible.
3: We were a household in chaos at that time because it doesn't just affect her; it just rubs off. On I didn't want to get up. The depression. From
6: bed. Listen, if Mama is not happy, the house will not be happy. That is a fact. That and is it's horrible. a fact. And I, I had the same thing. There was a movie that that I, I, you know, I had dinner with the director and the producers. We had a table read. And I'm talking about these are the Oscar winning, you know, leads. And I was sitting there thinking, oh, my God, I cannot believe I'm sitting here. And the whole time the actress who will remain unnamed. uh, She stared me down and looked at me and I was like, what is wrong with this woman? What is, why is she looking at me so horribly? And um, the next thing I know, I'm not in the movie. Oh, you and I know it was her
4: (laughs) (laughs) to this day.
6: I'm like you. So yeah,
3: this, this is a loaded question only because I got asked this twice yesterday when I was on set by two random people. And I just would love for our listeners to hear something from you about this. What, If you could paraphrase it, what do you think it takes to live out the dream of being an actor or actress in this business? Like any advice you could give?
6: Oh, my goodness. I think it takes a lot of patience Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you have to let the ego, you have to leave your ego at the door. You really do. I think I I learned that really early on with, you know, getting um, offered maybe small roles and thinking like, but I'm more than this. I Mm -hmm. have so much more to offer. And then, you know, um, you know, with Orange is a New Black, I, I left the ego at the door. I was told by my psychic. She said, uh, you are going to get offered something. And if you let your ego get in the way, you will stand in the way and it won't happen. And so um, I remember getting offered this role and it was just, you know, maybe for one episode or two. I barely said anything in it. So you didn't read,
4: no audition. It was a straight offer. No
6: audition. Well, I I auditioned for another character. Okay. And then it went to someone else. And it was at a time also that I had given up acting. I should just say that. I called my agent and my manager and I said, I think it was about... Eight months prior to Orange, I said, I I don't want to do this anymore. It's too painful. I'm tired. (laughs) You know, I'm tired of, of giving so much and receiving so little. And so I said, I'm done. And they were like, no, no. I said, no, I'm serious. I'm done. Let me give me a chance to breathe here. And then Jen Houston, who is the casting director for Orange is the New Black. And I've worked with her in the past. And she called my, my team and said, you know, we, I want her to come in for this. This is, this is going to be big. This is going to be good. And I said, well, you know, I'll go in for Jen and also maybe make some money while I figure out what I'm going to do with my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went in for one character, didn't get it. And then they called me maybe three weeks later, two weeks later and said, you know, they really loved you and they want to offer you this role. Her name is Gloria. Gloria Mendoza. She's she's a Latina and she's in prison. And I said, great, uh, I guess I'll do that because I don't have anything else going. And um, and I came on set and I'm glad that I didn't feel, you know, like. Oh, only one line, only two lines. I'm no, I just gave it my my best. I had a good time and I left the ego at the door and I, you know, nobody knew who I was. They would, you know, walk over me at at, at moments. And I said, it's okay, it's okay," Hmm. And I'm glad I was able to check the ego at the door. And I'm glad I've been able to have patience. Even in the middle of being on a hit show, um, you need a lot of patience because as you guys know, sometimes you're doing the work, you're there in the moment and the powers that be use you as pawns. You know, Mm -hmm. they they move one higher up than the other and then they switch it up and they play games with actors. I, I feel a lot of times. And if you don't have... A strong foundation. If you don't have a faith in whatever it is, your faith that they will kill you in Mm. in in a sense of destroy your 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 soul. Yeah, your your soul. Yeah. So I would say, you know, patience. Leave your ego at the door, and you have to have something that grounds you. Whether it's your family, whether it's a belief, something that grounds you. And for me, it's been my faith, and obviously my family for sure.
4: You're a single mom, right? So, Lenise, how old is your kid? I am. I've been a single
6: mom. You know, I have someone in my life now who's fantastic and a blessing. That's great. Um, But for many years, I was by myself and I chose to be by myself as I raised my daughter because I didn't want her to have anyone in her life. Uh, in those early years mm-hmm. I just felt like I wanted to protect her and you hear such horror horrible stories sometimes of people you know bringing someone in their home and and affecting their child in a negative way yeah. and I just took such care of her and today we're off to uh, New York to take her to college so wow she's going to college that's
4: incredible good yeah, for her and good for crazy. you yeah that is beautiful what about talk to us about diary of a future president how how that yeah. one happen? How do you say that? How? Oh, my goodness. How does that one happen? <laughs> <laughs> how did that one
6: happen? Yeah.
4: How did that one happen?
6: <laughs> I totally understand you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Diary of a Future President, you know, came through, uh I got an email from my agent and she said, oh, you know, there's a show on Disney Plus, And I think it'll be really cool if you, if they see you for this CBS, they'll, they'll see you for it. And I read it. And then I said, oh, Gina's attached to this Gina Rodriguez, you know, mm-hmm. um, another one of my, my lovely Latina sisters. And, um, I text her and I said, I just read the script for diary of a future president. I'm going to put myself on tape, but do you need me in person? Do you need me to show up in person to audition? Because I will. Wow. And she said, mama, hold on tight. This role is yours. So just hold on tight. Okay. And I said, okay. But I I went into CBS and I auditioned. You know, I had to go through the whole thing and um, got flown out to LA and did the whole testing, blah, 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 and got the role. Wow. And I really... Wanted this so badly because coming off of Orange is a new black, I didn't want to get pigeonholed yeah. as like just that person. Mm-hmm. Because so as different. you guys know, right? Mm-hmm. You do something really well and you spend a lot of time doing it, and people only see you as that. Yeah. And I was like, I am determined to be seen as the actor, right? Someone who can portray different roles. And so I really wanted this and I wanted something light. I wanted something that was also a positive representation of a Latina. And um and this was it. And I love working with this group of people—amazing, talented kids—and and cast and crew. I'm having the time of my life, you know, on the show. And it's such a relief and such a difference from you know what I was doing for yeah. seven years. That's
3: great.
4: And it is important because, listen, as you know very well, we need we need shows like like this one. You know that represents yeah. Latinos that with a different light. You know. As, educated with a great point of view, you know, yes. about uh, solid upbringing and values. I I think it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. And yeah. I'm so glad that you are a part of it, you know, because you are going to be um, a testimony of how you're changing and how you're contributing to change the landscape, you know, of the way we are, yeah. we are seen because it's, it's needed. You know, I was reading because of the show that I'm doing now, I'm doing a lot of Press, you know, and they're always asking about what do you have to say about the representation of Latinos in Hollywood and do you think things are changing (laughs) and and how can you contribute, you know. And I've been reading a lot, so I sound like I know what the heck I'm talking about, you know, when I Mm -hmm. open my mouth. Um, Because I do have my very strong point of view, but, you know, I'm very Mm -hmm. um, impulsive and I can just say things, you know, and sometimes (laughs) I I always have to like bite my lip. I'm always bleeding from the lip because I'm constantly like checking myself. I have to check myself because I want to say what I want to say. But I'm like, you know, Ross, just sound let's let's go with uh, specifics and statistics and percentages, you know, so you sound educated. But only seven percent. We only represented the seven percent when it Mm -hmm. comes to to. To Latinos in front of, behind the camera, and that is—it was five so
3: percent. you have grown two percent.
4: No, it is seven <laughs> percent right now. No, it, it needs, is. 100%. I know it's
3: only to grown two percent. It needs to keep going. It needs to keep yeah. going. It needs and, to keep going.
4: And you know, your show is—it's making a difference. So that's fantastic. Let
6: me ask you. Yeah, and even what you're doing now. I mean, I thought when I saw you on you know fantasy island, I said, yes, this is the perfect person for this role, number one. Perfect. And again, it was the representation. We need to see more of that. We need to see ourselves in positive, you know, images. Like we, you know, as a kid what i would have given to see a show like diary of a future yes. present what i would have given to watch you know this this strong woman come into the frame on fantasy island and and be the boss what i would have given as a child mm-hmm. because for for many years i didn't think that there was room for me i knew that i wanted to act but I was like, well, how, you know, where would I fit into the scheme of everything? Because I'm an Afro Latina, not just a Latina. I'm Afro Latina. When I walk into a room now, not so much, but 10 years ago, I came out here to California and they were like, you're Latina. And I was Mm. like, yes, I am Latina. And they were like, wait, from where? Like they just couldn't fathom the idea that someone who looked like me was Latina. So I had, I had gringos
4: telling me that I was not Latina, yeah. enough, wow. which I found very, very interesting. interesting. Wow. Wow. And then talk to us about the book, Luis, which I think is, mm-hmm. it was so brave and just incredible, you know, to use that platform to talk about your life, your story, your learnings, you know, and the incredible support that you gave your sister. You know, how, how did that whole thing um, came about? She, this is something she wanted you to do? Or you went to her saying, listen, what about we're going to help a lot of people if we actually tell our story?
6: Yeah, I went to her. I went to her and I said, listen, I know this may sound crazy, but I think that we should write a book. And I think that And this is why I pitched it to her. And the reason why I was moved to do this is because after the Caitlyn Jenner uh, Vanity Fair article, you know, in the cover, the famous infamous cover, I thought, wow, good for her. You know, she's living her truth. But then I saw uh, a danger in the... In what was being portrayed, you know, like this fabulous out, you know, this fabulous moment of the cover and, and, and makeup and the cosmetics. And, and it was superficial. And mm. I thought, well, we need to tell the story of the real transgender experience. Mm -hmm. When you don't have the means, when you don't have money, when you don't have the fame, when you don't have the Kardashian support, what happens? What happens if you don't even have the right doctors giving you the right hormones that you need? Forget about cosmetic surgeries. We're we're talking about the basics, Mm -hmm. right? And I was like, I need for that story to be out there. And I told my sister Marisol, I said, Marisol, as a Latina, as an Afro-Latina, what if we share this story? What if we share what it was like for you? What if we share it also with the, with how it was like for the family? Mm -hmm. Because most of the time, LGBTQ plus people always have the stories of them being by themselves, right? We're here, we're like, no, she was on this journey, but she had a family. She had a Latino family that was able with all of their issues when it comes with religion and, um, you know, machismo and all that stuff. We were able to overcome that and say, what's more important here is to support this human being. Wow. this, this, this person that we've known since they were one month old, because Marisol came to us from a foster situation. Okay. And, uh, my parents fostered children because of a uh, una promesa, you know, like Latinos are very big on uh-huh. promises. Like my brother, my youngest brother, um, had a uh, cancer at the age of three years old. He was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, oh which was terminal at that time. And, um, my parents made a, Una promesa. my father went to Puerto Rico and to like un el pozo de no sé qué cosa uh-huh. and you know, prayed and uh-huh. and said you know if you grant my child um health we will open up our homes and and do the best we can for other children that are less fortunate. So my brother went into remission, my parents opened up their home and we had foster kids coming in and out of our lives for, for years. And Marisol was one of those babies. Um, and at the time, uh, came to us as a
4: little boy and how we old were you and, when she came in? You, so you oh, how she, old?
6: I was like a, you know, uh, early teens, you know, oh, wow. okay. I was like, yeah, early teens. And so I would help my mother around the house and take care of all the babies. And this particular baby came to us, uh, addicted to drugs, oh, um, mm-hmm. withdrawing for, from drugs yeah. and, and everything. But the only home that Marisol knows was with us. And, um, three at the age of three we saw me my mother and I and everyone around us were like okay this baby is you know for a little boy again the norms the traditional you know uh, ideals of what masculinity and femininity are mm-hmm. we were like oh he's but he's a bit feminine and we thought okay so he'll grow up to be gay you know and then uh, by the time she was 16 uh, said, you know what, I'm gay. And, and one of the questions that I asked and I say, we write about it in the book is I turned to him at the time and I said, but do you want to be a woman? And I remember the look of like, wait, is that even possible? possible? Like we both had that moment of like, Mm -hmm. is that even a possibility? And from that moment on, she began to explore. And, and by the age of pretty much 17 was already kind of, in the world of transitioning, living to world, you know, with her friends, she would, you know, be able to dress up like the person she felt she was. Mm-hmm. And then with us, she had to go back to, you know, the norms of societal norms. And so we went through uh, years of of that and it was hard. But my parents, my Cuban father, my Dominican mother, I, I love them so much because they they stood up to wow. their own families to their own communities to their own beliefs right to their inner beliefs mm-hmm. and said no this is our child and we are going to love her because that's what she deserves and so our book is also available in spanish because we feel it's important for our community to educate itself when yeah. it comes to these issues and and to also know that the, the at the core when when there is love when there is respect People flourish. You know, I know that my sister is here with us today alive Mm -hmm. because she had our support. If not, I know that Marisol would not be here because it was a moment in time that I would look at my sister and I said, Wow, I think we're gonna lose her. Wow. You know? So um I'm I'm just grateful that she she decided to trust me.
4: And, uh, and we took this journey together. So I'm really happy about that.
3: Thank you for sharing. Thank That's powerful.
4: You. That is so powerful. Oh my God, Salinas, I love you. I love you. And I love your family because it oh, is I so, so and it's important because you know, yeah, within Latino communities, uh, a situation like that, when you have a kid that turns out to be something that you don't, you're not used to, you know, or you don't even comprehend. Yeah. And because, you know, to be able to comprehend those feelings and what's inside that body, it's it's very foreign, you know, for somebody that that yeah. is not going through that experience. As as Latinos, you know, we we tend to be a little bit more por como dijiste, por, por costumbre, yeah. por valores, por religion, por lo que sea, you know, it's not easy. And and to have your parents embrace love and embrace her happiness and put her well being before everything else, it's incredible. So thank you for sharing. I recommend everybody to to read this book because it's it's just we're talking about life-changing moments within the industry, which is so irrelevant. This is life-changing. You know yeah, I mean? This is about life. This is about livelihood, right? And how mm-hmm. to become a better human being, you know, and be accepting and be compassionate and 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 hopefully save somebody's life, like, like yes. you just said. You know, she's alive and she's well and she's happy because she had the support system. Um, Thank you so much for spending time with us. Uh, Congrats on um, season two of the Diary of our Future President. I hope it lasts seven, eight, nine, ten seasons Um, because I think it is deserving of that. Thank you, mama. Thank you. And hopefully I'll see you soon. <laughs> I
6: see. Thank you guys so much. You guys are so amazing. I love to see your relationship. I love to see how you are showing how people can, you know, be in love and and, and be in this industry and be respectful and have fun and have their own opinions. Yes. You know, your and your family is so, so beautiful. Aww. And so much love to you guys.
4: Y un fuerte abrazo, and I hope to. I hope we're able to hug soon and yes, and please. see each other again in person. Please and work together. I want to work with you so badly. Let's make that I shit happen. I want to work with you. We're gonna put that out there. It's going to happen. We're working together. I've been,
6: I'm, I'm big on manifesting these days. Me too. Amen. <laughs> bueno, amen. Okay. Un beso
3: Thank abrazo, you so much. Mama. Bye, bye. Thank you. Ciao. That was amazing.
4: Oh. My God, incredible, guys, incredible this story. is like my favorite, favorite so far, because first of all, how well-spoken and how awesome is Selenese. you know, I've been such a big fan, as you know, I was obsessed with Orange is the New Black, and, and selenese is one of those people that, as an actress, she doesn't even have to speak, you know exactly what she's thinking, you know exactly what she's feeling, she is so incredible with her face without even speaking, the Big, big um, eyes, you know, and she's just next level. You're pa- next level. parents are saints. Your parents,
3: what are we doing as that? parents? Like, we're, I, feel like <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need to do better. They're incredible. They're I know, incredible. they're incredible. Um, amen, um, all right, amen. well, let's, let's take a break. That was a lot. That was yes. awesome.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip.
3: All right, welcome back. That, that was it. Interview. You know, this is what, I, oh, what I'm loving about our podcast, and I'm not trying to pat us on the back for our podcast, but the variety now of the stories from our guests. You know, it's not all laughs. That was a very serious and real conversation um, about her journey as an actress. It's so inspiring. Her family, yeah. her sister. I mean, it's the kind of stuff that, like you said before, that's what matters in life. It's are these conversations are these learning experiences.
4: Very much and yeah. we are so glad that we get to do that and offer that in he said ella dijo thank you so much for listening um we are done here it was it was it was interesting and funny but interesting and important
3: yeah it's great so, to be back yes thank you to our listeners and uh, we'll we'll see you next time
4: subscribe
6: to he said ella dijo on iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts